welcome to the Growth Tribe Podcast, where we're all about growing ourselves to create lives we effing love on our terms. I'm Ellen, and I'm a former biomedical researcher turned coach who fell in love with personal growth when it empowered me to transform my health, quit my PhD, travel the world, and start my own business. But do not get me wrong, I'm still figuring my shit out too, and I'm so pumped to share what I'm learning along the way. We've got amazing interviews, big stories, tips, tricks, and no bullshit action steps that we can all learn from. So with that, welcome to this episode of The Growth Drive. Hey friend, and welcome back to the Growth Tribe podcast, and happy freaking December. I cannot believe that this year is almost over, and you're going to see coming up next week, there are going to be some changes happening around here, but before we get to those changes, I'm really excited today to introduce today's guest, Therese Skelly. So when Therese originally reached out to me, um, she was kind of talking about business topics. And, you know, usually I hesitate when I see people coming on and they're like, well, I'm a business coach because I'm kind of like, well, this isn't a business podcast. As you know, like I like to focus on personal growth oriented topics in whatever capacity that might be. Right. So I was really kind of hesitant when I saw the business coach. But then she said something in her bio that really jumped out at me that I knew would totally resonate with you because it's so aligned with my message. She talked about helping women get out of their own way. And so the more we got to talking, the more I was just like, oh my God, I got to have her on because part of what she is really her thing and the thing that she loves talking about is energy and emotion and how sometimes when we let our energy get away from us and we're not taking care of managing our energy, managing our emotions, if it even is about quote unquote managing them, the more we got talking about that, the more I was just like, all right, I got to get her on here. So today we have Therese Skelly jumping on the podcast and we're going to be talking about energy, emotion, and how to get out of your own damn way heading into 2020. Let's get into it. Therese, welcome to the Growth Tribe Podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I know, me too. This is going to be a fun conversation. Yes, and it's going to be a perfect conversation kind of leading into that that New Year's gung-ho-ness. So I'm mm-hmm. very excited about all of that. And from what we've already talked about, I feel like we have very, very similar styles. So. I hear you. Absolutely. We're soul sisters in this world, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Cool. And that's so fun to have with somebody on a podcast to have that mm-hmm. kind of rapport. So... Just to get us started, can you kind of give us that like 30,000 foot view of who you are and kind of how you got onto the path that you're currently on? Yeah, you know, Ellen, I wish it was, was by design. You know, it was, it was kind of the, un- I could call myself like the accidental entrepreneur because basically I was, I was a psychotherapist, had a couple kids, super happy with my, my little practice. And I decided to go to life coaching school, which not a big jump. But then one day after I'd gone to a networking event, I saw an ad that said, business coaches wanted. Now, here's what you have to know. I have a master's degree in counseling, did that for 25 years, and I have an undergraduate in criminal justice. And yes, this little 115-pound woman was a prison guard. I actually was a prison guard. Probably no other guest has said that. Um, (laughs) No, no other guest. Yeah, there we go. Right. (laughs) I worked in psychiatric hospitals. I worked with, you know, and so that was my background. I had never taken a business class, never read a business book. And yet something happened when I saw this ad that said business coaches wanted suddenly my fingers were on the keyboard and my head's going, okay, oh, wait, 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 <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Right? And the reason I start there 
is because it was the first time that I was aware of listening to my intuition, actually allowing the intuitive guidance to override my head that's like, oh, you're a nut. You know what I mean? Because on paper, that was illogical. That was the, if anybody would have vetted me, they would have said, uh, sister, really? Are you kidding? You know? Your realist brain and your practical brain is probably just like freaking the hell out, just, right? But for some reason, I'm like, holy shit. And then it's like, then the, like the imposter, like, oh, I'm a business coach. Well, what do I do now, right? And so the, the blessing is that I don't like to suck very long, right? Like I'm, I'm a good student and I just dove in. I worked in a couple of coaching companies. I got great, 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 great mentoring. I was really blessed. But the other part of the story is then I'm on my own and I could not sell my services mm-hmm. because I had a chip on my shoulder. And I know a lot of women have that. I'm not enough because, or I'll be enough when, or I'm only okay if. And so I had this story for years and years and years of like, well, I was only a therapist. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't work for Motorola. I'm sorry. You didn't have an MBA. So I had this weird dynamic. Like I'm super talented yet not living into that because of my own mindset stuff. And you know, like, duh, it's like the cobbler's children, <laughs> like the dentist whose teeth, the kid's teeth are rotting out. And I'm like, Therese, <laughs> you, you really know this mindset stuff. Perhaps you could do it on yourself. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's just been a journey. And I, but it also gave me a really good understanding, especially a woman service-based business. Like if you are selling yourself, like if you're the product, mm-hmm. ooh, sister, like that's just going <laughs> to kick your ass, right? And so it gives me a really good understanding of what, it, what it's like to step up and proclaim something about yourself that maybe you never have before. Mm-hmm. And so I came out, I've been in this industry for 15 years and I started out being just a marketing strategist, business coach. And Ellen, I've been sneaking in transformation all along. And so, cause that's what really I love. Like I, I, I love that. It's not just about making money. It really is about you being a better you. And mm-hmm. so that's the work I do today is a lot more transformational in nature than business strategy. I work with business women, but I help them be the best version of themselves and get out of their own way. And, you know, so that's mm-hmm. really cool today. Oh, so like, oh, God, you resonated with me so much because I always joke like they don't teach business in biology program. Like, I, but like you can learn business. You can learn Absolutely. business. And you can take all of your life experience. And I'm sure like the psychotherapist stuff, the counseling stuff, like Mm -hmm. you're able to still use those tools. And I feel like that's so often what we struggle with in business is how do I take these seemingly unrelated things from my past and bring them into my business? Yeah. And we don't cut ourselves off. Like it's not because I jumped ship. Now I, now I'm starting from scratch. In fact, Clients used to say to me, you know, I would hire you more like you're the top of the list because you used to be a therapist. Like, I love that you used to be a therapist. Mm -hmm. And so it was just my own goofy shit, you know, my own neuroses basically that was causing that. But absolutely. I love how you frame that. We just Mm -hmm. weave in our past. Exactly. Exactly. And so I love that, too, that you said you struggled with that. And I had Mm -hmm. a former mentor. She would always say that we help the former version of ourselves. Like Mm -hmm. that's the person we serve. Shout out to you, Amber. Um, and that is, I feel like so often the disconnect that we can sometimes have is how do we bring in these past identities? I've talked mm-hmm. a lot about identity and labels and whatnot mm-hmm. and, and make them coexist. And so often that's a limiting belief or, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard a lot of clients talk about, I feel like I'm blocked. There's something blocking mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So yes. how do we start to, 
I get, I feel like I'm already diving into tangible tips. Dive, go, Whatever. go, go. Um, <laughs> how do we like identify those for ourselves and then make those changes? So that's, that's those are great questions. So the first one, um, where do I go here? I'm tapping into my intuition. It says <laughs> to talk about conflicting intentions. Okay, so let me tell you, and y'all probably know this, but a conflicting, conflicting intention is like, there's a part of me that wants this, but the other hand, I want that, right? Mm -hmm. So very often, you know, and you've probably seen the diagrams where there's a um, like an iceberg, and if you saw a picture of it, you would notice that 95% of it is under the surface and 5% is on the top. That's what drives us. So unconsciously, we literally, it's, it's very sad. It's very sad. We, we get like 5%. You know what I mean? So we, I always say you get to get up, figure out what you're going to wear, and then the rest of you is just unconsciously driven all day long. You're sort of screwed. And so what happens is, let's say you say, I want, a, I want a successful business, or I want to have a, I want to have great health, or I want to create this relationship. That's your conscious brain talking, and that's your brain that's like, okay, I'm going to set goals, I'm going to get a mentor, I'm going to make this work. But maybe you were raised that it's bad to make money or how dare you shine brighter than your sister or you know if you get if you get that too thin your husband's going to leave you like like maybe there's an unconscious part so the best determinant like when i say here's a sign the best determinant of am i gripped in with an unconscious thing is the pattern of stop start and so Ooh. that means, and you know it, like we've all done it. Like, okay, I'm going to do a launch. I'm going to do a launch. Oh, well, shoot, I got sick. Or I'm going to do something and like, well, hold on. I might need to do a little bit more research. Or I'm going to do something and, um, well, I don't have enough Twitter followers. I feel followers. like you're describing. <laughs> well, I'm describing all of us. That's how I know it because I've done it, right? And so, and when I say, have you done stop, stop, start, people intuitively go, oh, shit. Oh, my God, that's it. And that is a pattern because, again, there's a party that wants it move forward. But then there's another part. Now, unfortunately, it's usually unconscious because mm -hmm. nobody usually wakes up and is like, oh, my gosh, it's Thursday. I think I'll screw things up today. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, said nobody ever. And so, it, <laughs> so we literally are unconsciously wandering through life, making choices or making like sabotaging, basically mm -hmm. sabotaging. That's exactly what comes out of my head. Self-sabotage. One hundred percent. But it's, it's, it's really sad because most of us are really we're good. We've spent a shit ton of money, you know, with mentors and we try so hard and we're wonderful people. Mm -hmm. And yet there's this mechanism in us that will not allow us to move forward or we'll, we'll move a little bit forward. And then, you know, two steps forward, three steps back, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you just ask yourself, like, are you living your full potential? Like that, how, how you would know is, are the results that I'm getting what I'm happy with? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually think this brings in a little bit of what we were talking about beforehand when you asked me about what I do is the yeah. whole notion of how can we make those observations about mm -hmm. ourselves? How can we have that capacity of self-evaluation without judging? Exactly. Because exactly. so often I feel like even if we know we're self-sabotaging, which mm -hmm. I've caught myself doing this in the past, I can say, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm self-sabotaging, but sometimes digging into the why I'm self-sabotaging, mm -hmm. which I always feel like is that's like the meat. That's Absolutely. where all the juice right. stuff is. Mm -hmm. That's the harder part is digging into the why you're self-sabotaging. So how can we have more of that, you know, yeah. non-judgmental self-evaluation to make right. some of these observations about ourselves that we can then change? Yeah, so most of us, well, number one, you decide. Because most of us, truthfully, Ellen would rather 
get Twitter followers, would rather put a webinar together. You know what I mean? Like, like most people love the external, like, oh, I just got to get, I got to do new strategies and tactics and blah. Mm-hmm. And so you decide, like, the most important thing is the inner work. In my world, there's nothing more important than your inner work, especially if you are a service-based business. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and you have probably had this too. I had somebody come to me that had spent $30,000. She got all new copywriting got new folk photography, got a brand new website, hired a top end mentor. She spent $30,000. Six months later, she comes and says, I have not made a dime. And here's the problem because that copywriter and all the things that they brought out in her, she could not accept the version that she was putting out in the world anymore. She had like a huge gap with visibility. She had such a block to seeing herself as those mentors and experts. She's like, "I, I haven't made a dime. Oh my God, I forgot to work on my mindset. <laughs> so, so, so the first thing is you decide that this is worthy of your inquiry. There, there should be nothing more important than you. You are the goose that lays the golden egg. And if you're not right, nothing's right. Mm-hmm. That's the number one you decide. Number two, I'll tell you from my therapy days, <laughs> if, it's, if it's an overreaction or an underreaction, it's historical. And so let's say, yeah. Yeah, who's going to elaborate on that a little what? bit? That's very so let's say you send an email, right? And you send an email and you're asked, you know, make an offer. Like, or, um, you know, you do something that's basically, okay, here's, 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 I'm going to market something. Mm-hmm. And you hear crickets. Now, there's the natural, like, oh, crap, that didn't work, right? And that's normal. And as a scientist, you would deconstruct it and look at all the variables. And, mm-hmm. and that, like, if your car breaks down, you're not going to have a shame attack and mm-hmm. <laughs> beat yourself up. You'd be like, crap, it's that squeaky sound in the back. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but an overreaction is, oh, my God, it's never going to work. See, I knew it. I'm a piece of shit. What was I thinking? Like, when you overreact. I get this. Why do I try? Exactly. Yeah. Or underreact. You know, it's, I don't think we underreact. And that's that was where you just freeze. Like, sometimes just people just get paralyzed and, like, can't do anything. But mm-hmm. that doesn't happen, I think, as much as the overreaction. So very often, if it's overreaction, what I do, you know, I'm, I'm a little woo-woo. I, I have a pendulum I work with, and I could literally pick up my pendulum, and I could tell you the age and the incident that happened that created the block in you. But if you don't have me or somebody else with a pendulum, you can literally <laughs> say, what does this remind me of? Mm-hmm. Because that's like, like you talk about, it's like following the thread. Okay, so I did this thing and now I'm having a reaction. Mm-hmm. What does it remind me of? Oh my God, it reminds me when I was a kid and my dad always yelled at me if I didn't get the good grades. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you're a 40 year old person, that's not in the room yelling at you because you didn't get the good grades. You know, you're not nine anymore, basically. And so yeah. then what you do is you find the part. And I say, how would you treat, like, if you have children or dogs or loved people, you're not going to tell them they're stupid. You're not going to tell them, like, God, what, you know, what are you that? You're going to say, honey, it's okay. I understand. So you apply, you find the part of you that is feeling that, mm-hmm. and you just love them up, and you apply compassion. And be, but then you say, you don't have to worry about marketing or you don't have to worry about dating or you don't have to worry about having that meeting. <laughs> that's a grown up thing. You go hang out over there. So, so if you can, so that's how I resolve it. Like I'll be triggered and I'm like, wow, oof, okay. There's that little part in me that's feeling really scared right now. There's that little part that's feeling abandoned or not chosen or wounded. I isolate it. So it's not me. Mm-hmm. And then I can treat that part with love and kindness. Mm-hmm. And once yeah. you, and then it kind of dissipates because it's like, oh, okay, it's not me. I'm going to, I'm going to live if somebody doesn't respond to an email. Right. Mm-hmm. So, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can imagine this is something you've done a lot of. So is it, I would assume it's relatively easy for you, like yeah. relatively, to yeah. find, oh, okay, that's the thing yeah. that this reminds me of. Yeah. But what about for the person who this is something new to them? That's or yeah. maybe they're just starting to tap into mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. intuitive voice, and it's a little bit harder mm-hmm. for them to really connect the dots between right. what I'm currently feeling and this is the thing that right. it reminds okay. me of. So How might they find that? Yeah. So you can go to your thinking. Okay. So here's the thing. It doesn't go, let's just say you get a, you get an email of bad news, whatever. So it doesn't go, I get an email. So I feel like crap. What happens is there's a story you're telling yourself. So a thing happens and then you start telling yourself a story inside. There's some version of self-talk mm-hmm. that creates because our thoughts create our feelings. Mm-hmm. And so the easiest thing is to, okay, what am I telling myself about that? You might not be able to find the parts and go back to your history, but you can say, okay, wow, I'm telling myself that I'm a stinky loser and nobody's ever going to love me and crap, this business is going to fail. Okay, so you've got to identify because if you don't understand what's, that's like fueling the bad feelings. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand the, the thing that's fueling, you're a victim to it. And it's just going to keep going and going and going. Mm-hmm. If you can start tracking your thoughts, like, wow, okay. Wow, three o'clock, I start feeling like crap. Okay, what were you telling yourself at 247? Oh, okay. So then you say, okay, that's the thought. And then the easiest thing is, is it true? Is that true? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might be true. But usually if you just, because what happens is when you isolate, then you are in charge of it and versus your thinking is being in charge of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the other thing is, can I live with that? Right. So let's say my thinking is telling me that I um, I don't I'm not going to get enough clients or I won't be able to pay them. But whatever. Is it true? Um, yes or no. It might be true. Well, can I live with that? But another thing is stay in the moment, because most of us, usually when you have a lot of anxiety or fears, your future projecting. Right. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't happen. Oh, my gosh. Well, then. And I'm like, are you sitting in the house with lights and heat? Did you eat? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Gratitude. Kind of bring gratitude into it. Well, gratitude, but also in this moment, Mm -hmm. everything's fine, right? For me in this moment, I got lights, I got heat, I'm good, belly full. Like, belly full. We have to to watch. (laughs) Yeah. We have to watch our thoughts because we race, you know, like, anxiety lives in the future. And so you're like, what am I? Oh, gosh, I'm already worried about next year. I'm already worried about paying next month's bills. I'm already worried about that conversation that could happen. So the goal is if you can train yourself, okay, stay in this moment, in this moment, all is well. So it's just kind of watching your thoughts and managing them instead of them managing you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we had decide, we had basically identify where it's coming from. And you can do that by catching your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then once you identify, treat with compassion, whatever yeah. that little part of you is, yeah. and then kind of project out, is is this really, like, am I okay with how this yeah. is playing out in my head? Very good. I love that you can, like, nail those. Well, here's here's a, here's a metaphor. I love this. Um, I'm surprised she hasn't done this yet, but if somebody walks down my street, street you're going to hear Finley the dog start barking, because <laughs> that's what, like, dogs are wired to alert. Right. They're just wired to alert. And so in a moment, God forbid, somebody drives up there. We will hear barking. Um, We're just preempting that for all of you. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> as, as a dog owner, I don't run into the bed and hide. I don't go. Oh, I just go. Shh. Mm-hmm. I got this. Mm-hmm. Go lay down. 
And so one of my teaching techniques that people really love is I say, imagine your version of the cutest dog ever. For me, it would be Pitbull. Some people like Chihuahuas or Goldens, whatever. So imagine the dog. So anytime you hear a, a scary thought, anytime you got that like barking dog, you literally go, shh, go lay down. I got this. So you visualize the thought as a cute dog. Because nobody's afraid of a barking dog in their house. They're like, oh, come on, stop. It's just yeah. Jane. She's at the door. Be quiet. So if you can understand, you can do the same thing with your thoughts. It's exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love the yeah. metaphor of yeah, the barking like dog. That. You probably yeah. saw my face when you said yeah, it. I, was I did. This yeah. is brilliant. Really? And I have another one. I have another brain metaphor. Um, our brains are, I always say, have my clients like point to the brain and go, my mm-hmm. brain is not my friend because you would know more than I, you're more skilled <laughs> in this, but our, our brains are literally wired, you know, back from cave days. Mm-hmm. Think of cave days when things were jumping out and there was, there was predatory danger and, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't safe. So our brains are wired to basically say, that's going to happen. That's going to go wrong. Like that hypervigilant jacked up. What could happen? What could go wrong? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Your brain is wired. So, so many thoughts are just your brain doing your brain. Mm-hmm. So if I say, oh, I want to I wanna call this person. Oh, my God, they might not like you. You could fail. And so if you understand, so you got the barking dog thing, but if you understand like, oh, that's my brain doing my brain thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? The goal yeah. is like, don't dance with it. You don't just go, oh, my God, I've got a fear thought. So it must not be the right thing to do. <laughs> the goal yeah. is, isn't that interesting? So, so in, your, in your numbers, I would say isolate it, like whoosh, pull it out of you, look at it more objectively than let it live inside of you, mm-hmm. right? So. That's exactly what I was thinking, is it's about not being a slave to your thoughts, but about being able to just take that thought and be like, oh, that's really interesting. What mm-hmm. might that tell me? Being just like very like scientist hat yeah. about yeah. it and yeah. just treat it like a little piece of data. It's data. I love that word. Absolutely. And actually, one thing that really uh, I wanted to bring in a um, something that one of my other former mentors taught me that I really, really liked, I think pertains uh-huh. to this really well in terms of like a tangible tool for someone who's never kind of done this whole observing your thoughts thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She used something that she called it a thought catcher. And mm. essentially what it was is it was like a notebook or maybe you have like, mm. I actually used mm-hmm. an Evernote note on my computer. Right. Um, and when you're in a situation that you felt like this is a situation that really, really triggers me. And for me, when I was taking this, uh, this class, this group course, I was in it with a whole bunch of women who were vastly more successful in their businesses than I was. Mm-hmm. And it was so triggering for me. I, I felt bet. like I talked about imposter syndrome earlier. I felt like yeah. such an imposter in that course. And so I created a thought catcher note on my computer And every time I would have an imposter or insecurity kind of thought come up, I would type it into the note. Mm. And then I would kind of put little like X's next to it if I felt like that same kind of thing coming up over and over again to really just identify what are the the predominating thoughts Mm -hmm. that are Mm -hmm. floating around in my head. And then I was more able to kind of be very objective and like, scientist right yeah absolutely no it works it's it's um john astaroff in his inner inner you know inner size thing he's he's a brain guy too Mm -hmm. when you pull it outside of you and look at it objectively Mm -hmm. then you can have like is that true or not do i want to keep that right you can have some gentleness and softness it doesn't like like drive you around anymore you're like Mm -hmm. okay yeah i feel like that okay whatever Mm -hmm. and then eventually it softens as you as you continue to like distance it from you Mm -hmm. Exactly. Externalize it. Like there's so many ways you can do that. The thought catcher, maybe you're a journaler. Y'all know I'm a journaler. I love journaling. Um, Like, or maybe it's therapy or just like Mm -hmm. verbally processing. 
Mm-hmm. That's actually something that I sometimes really love about doing solo episodes on this podcast is I feel like it's an opportunity for me to verbally. <laughs> really it's your show. You get to do what you want. It's perfect. What I want. There you go. Yes. There you go. Awesome. Okay. So I love that. I love that as a, as a tool for somebody mm-hmm. to use to start to identify these blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so we talked a little bit about how to start overcoming them, being, being more objective about them. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other tangible tips for how to like overcome those blocks? Because this is something particularly recently that is just very on my mind. Cause I had a former client, now a very good friend of mine come back seeking, mm-hmm. you know, potentially working together again, mm-hmm. saying, I just feel so blocked. I just feel so blocked. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have some tools in my toolkit, but I'm really curious about what some of your additional yeah. tools are. Oh, there's a couple good ones. Let me share. <laughs> um, so the first one is what I call secondary gain. So, and, and I'm not, I don't know your client, so I'm just going to riff here. Yeah, go for it. I would say to her, what's the payoff for staying blocked? What? And, and the way the way we would get it is two questions. What would be the potentially negative thing that could happen if you got what you wanted? Mm-hmm. And people are going to go, oh, nothing. And I'll say this is not logical. So you're not going to answer with your left brain. If I see people like looking up going, let me think. No, it's just like an intuitive answer. You got to pop it really quickly. So what would be the potentially negative thing of getting what you want? And conversely, what's the potentially positive thing of not getting what you want? And this one, not no, not everybody has a secondary game, but I'll tell you a story. I was working with a woman who was a consultant, and I was, I was doing some badass strategy with her. Like, we'd come, and, I, and then she'd come back to the call, oh, I couldn't do it. And I'm like, Jesus, what? And every yeah. weekend, like, come on, you know. And finally, I asked her, I asked her those questions, and she was able to go, oh, my gosh. Well, if I do all this, and then I make money, then I'll actually be in a position to leave my marriage. And I don't want to deal with that. And I'm like, ding, 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 ding. So how about we pull that apart Mm -hmm. and you can make money and or you can leave your marriage, but they're not interconnected. That was her secondary gain. So she was there was a payoff for staying stuck for her. And so that is one like those are simple two questions. And you got to get real. And then again, have gentleness. You don't want to go, oh, my gosh, I'm a horrible human for that. Mm -hmm. It's just. That's a, I always tell people, that was an exquisite solution. That was freaking exquisite. Like, wow. Okay. But we, we can unlink them now. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Um, the second one, and I love this. Now this involves <laughs> getting out of your head basically. Cause I think, you know, our, our mind doesn't live in our brain. You know, that it doesn't live in the little few pounds of gray matter. Our mind really lives in our body, our consciousness mm-hmm. and, and everything lives in our body. And yet we're like little victims of the, the face and head. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this. I'm excited. <laughs> so what I would say is, is this block yours? And you don't go, well, I don't know. You know, again, if I catch you in your head looking up, I know you're using your brain to think. Mm-hmm. I want you literally to t- look down, ask your body wherever you envision that, and just go truth, like yes or no, is this block mine, yes or no? And very often if you just listen, it'll be like, holy shit, it's not even mine. Then I would go, okay, whose is it? Sometimes we need to know. Sometimes we don't. But it's so simple. It's like, okay, return to sender. Not mm-hmm. mine. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Because this is what I found, Ellen. Probably like 90% of the shit we carry is not even ours. It's either ancestral. It comes through our DNA. It's family. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know this in the beginning, but probably six, seven years ago, I was working with a woman who she was, she had red hair, like she was sassy, you know, she's like our girl, like she's swearing and she's feisty and she starts talking about money and it was just like, 
well, I don't know if I deserve any. And I'm like, my head spun around like, wait, what? (laughs) Whose voice is that? And she's like, oh my God, that's my mother's. And when I realized it's like, oh, we do that. We literally take on, and the work I do is to determine like, did you just make a soul agreement for that? Are you literally carrying their energy? Is it, you know, I mean, I've got all kinds of ways to determine that, but very often it's like, that's not even, so you would ask, seriously ask her, I can even pendulum for you. I'll do it right now. Hold on a second. Okay. Is that hers? Yeah, it is hers. Okay. She is blocked. It's hers, your client. So you'll have to use your tech technology with it. Mm-hmm. But if you just ask that question of yourself and just go, who's is it? And trust yourself. That's the thing. If it's like, oh my gosh, this was my father's like, okay. I mean, I've had miracles happen when I have my clients give it back to them. Like mm-hmm. crazy, amazing things happen. They, they feel lighter and, and like there's healing and just amazing stuff happens when it's like, I don't have to carry this anymore. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know? Yeah. Oh, so much of that. I really loved. I loved the phrase soul agreement. Yeah. And I also yeah. don't know if you did this. Are you familiar with NLP? Yes. Yeah. So I am a new NLP pr- practitioner um, yes. and the whole looking up, Yes, um, yes. And then you said looking down, I was like, oh, right. she's getting them to go kinesthetic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually to add to that, um, I think it was a Mel Robbins audiobook. Okay. What I'm thinking of is that she actually said so often when we feel blockages or stuckness, mm-hmm. I think is what mm-hmm. she referred to it, is we do have a physical feeling in our body mm-hmm. that's associated mm-hmm. with it. So mm-hmm. that could be something that you go to as well as like simultaneously, like, like going into the feeling, the kinesthetic part of it, mm-hmm. is it mine, is it someone else's? And then also feeling what physical embodiment. I know. Is it it's really it's really weird. Like when I'm like, oh, and I'm working on somebody's business as I I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, can I just this is the coolest story. Oh yeah, oh, go for it. Like people will be blocked. I mean, we're working on their marketing or visibility or selling or whatever. And I tune in and I'm like, what was your um birth story? Ooh. And I can go all the way back there because what happens is we get imprinted, right? So it's not even that, that that's what I need you to know as listeners. It's not even what you know and remember stuff lives in your body all the time. So let's say you have a fear of something like what you're saying, Ellen, is you could just simply say, where is it in my body? And you've got to trust. So some people go, wow, it's in my throat. Okay. Mm-hmm. And NLP, the submodality thing, like, okay, what color is it? What shape is it? What, what is it? You know, and I'll, I, the more you tune into it, the answers can be there. And I'll say, how's it serving? How's it trying to protect you? What's its purpose? Is it willing to be changed? Can we transform it? You know what I mean? And but most people never think to ask those questions because they just don't yeah. know. But so here's the thing. You can't hurt anybody. This is not like, you know, we're, we're cutting somebody's brain open with scalpels. <laughs> you, know, like, you literally can't hurt anything by saying, well, I'll ask my body. Where is this showing up? And literally allow yourself oh my gosh I've got this pain in my lower back okay put all your awareness there mm-hmm. so is this a different way of being because most people are not weirdos like you and I <laughs> or well, they are. I like, I've never considered myself particularly woo-woo but I find NLP <laughs> fascinating yeah. and I have gotten so in, into mindfulness over the yeah. last two yeah. years Mm-hmm. Like, because I was the completely, I used to joke that I have zero intuition, like that my mom <laughs> knew I was going to break up with someone before I did. Like, you know, like I used to joke about that, but then with wow. some of these practices and yeah. learning about NLP, but really it's still kind of working its way. And so yeah. yeah. I'm very new at it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's just been really, really interesting and empowering. And I do feel like I have so like such a higher level of intuition than I used mm-hmm. to feel. like. That's really cool. Ellen in grad school would have rolled her eyes at all. Of this probably. Shit. Probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my scientist <laughs> brain still sometimes struggles with some of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. but it's, I think it's really, really powerful. And especially for this, like getting out of your own way is if mm-hmm. you can just tap into you know, those little kind of whispering voices in your head mm-hmm. or those little intuitive things that like the feelings in your body, the, the gut reactions instead right. of immediately going into your brain, which guys, I get it is super hard for me as well. I'm very analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you can train yourself to start to do mm-hmm. that, it's, it's just powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I say is where do you source it from? You know, most of it, uh, we always go to our brain. Mm-hmm. But if you understand your brain is not your friend, your brain is often influenced by other people around you mm-hmm. or what has been in the past. You know, let's say you've never had a good relationship. Your brain is going to go, it's never going to work. See, look at you. And this good brain is going to show you all the data points why it's not going to work. And so that's why it's, it's imperative that you learn to work with your brain and, and use it as an ally and not mm-hmm. you know, like to torture you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, and I'll put this in the show notes, guys. I talked about this from the notion of self-confirming bias on a couple couple podcast episodes back. So I will link that one in the show notes. Cool, cool. Ooh, okay, so I definitely, before we wrap up, kind of want to start bringing in that whole emotions and energy piece of this. Mm-hmm. Because I know mm-hmm. you usually talk about that from a very business mm-hmm. perspective, but we both know so applicable to just right. everyday life. Like, if right. you are a human, this is going to yes. be helpful. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, so everything I've talked about, that's, that's what it has been, right? So if you understand that everything is energy, mm-hmm. it really changes things, right? So um, let's say this. Like, like, well, give me a goal. Like, Ellen, give me a goal that you or, – or it's an adventure or adventure you're working on. So just, just – um, Well, I'm launching my planner on Friday. Okay, but cool. By the time this comes out, it will actually already be launched. So let's yeah. do one. I want to do my first live event in the first quarter. Of Perfect. Time. Okay. So here's how I would work. So are you, can I play along with you? Oh, yeah. Let's okay. do it. I'll so be I want you I'll to, anything. I want you to imagine the energy of your live event in front of you. Now, some people are visual, so some might see it. Some are more kinesthetic and might feel it or just have a sense of it. And it doesn't matter how it shows up, but imagine in front of you, three to six feet in front of you, there is that thing that is the live event. And let me know when you get it. Okay. I'm starting to. And just invite it in. Just say hello. 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 I want you here. And when you look at it, so tell us the representation of that. Um, well, it's the space I'm seeing is like, it's very, it's quaint. It's very intimate. I'm feeling like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's one of those kind of excited, nervous feelings. Like there's definitely a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of nerves there, but also like a kind of, I can't believe I'm finally doing this. Okay. Um, in a good way. (laughs) Excited way. Um, but, but there's a little bit different because I, I don't want necessarily the venue. I okay. want the energy. So that, okay. what's your, what's your I might need a little bit more coaching on that because yeah, I, I have the energy. That's okay. No, no, I know. <laughs> but see, you're, you're a good role model, right? Because you said some people don't. So, so let's say you have a live event. Let's, what would it be called? Um, take back your life experience or take back your life Perfect. live. Perfect. Okay. So imagine basically you're just going to call in. Okay. I want to see, I want to talk with or communicate with, the energy of take back your life experience or life. Mm-hmm. And, and it might just be like waves or it might be a little dog or whatever. Just, just, like, just tell me the representation of it. Oh my gosh. Um, it feels kind of like, 
I don't know, like a like a slow kind of a pulse. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. And so I would ask it, what 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 is the highest vision for this for the people that are coming? And again, don't go to your head. Let this part tell you. Mm, the highest vision. Um, like what's possible? Again, stay out of your head as much as possible because mm-hmm. I want you to get communication from the energy of the event. The first like kind of tangible word that came to mind to yeah. describe what it feels like is release. Release. Nice. Okay. And ask yourself, and you don't have to answer on the air, but ask it, mm-hmm. show me who I need to be to really bring the right people. And if you want to share that, you can, but I want you to just, so again, you're not thinking it, it's giving mm-hmm. you information. So I think I will speak it. Um, okay. So who I would need to be. Um, From this energy. Let it tell. Um, embodied was one of the words that came mm, to mind. Nice. Um, relaxed, which is something mm-hmm. hard for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trusting. Nice. What would you have to trust? Ask it. Myself. Nice. Okay. You can ask it for a price point. Ooh. Just, 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 just hear what it wants to, what, what it's worth, what it should be charging. Ooh, it's fighting with my head right now. <laughs> of course. Okay. But, that, but notice that. See, that's true. Okay. So, so put it out there okay. and then just ask, is there anything else I need to know? And it could be, what words do I say to market? Who do I invite? What else should I know about this? And you can visit it again. Ooh, I like this. I like this practice. <laughs> I don't think I'm clear on some of the things that are coming in, but I like okay. this. I think this is something that I need to come back to. But that's an example of, because mostly we would plan an event from our heads, right? We'd say, okay, well, it's going to be in March and I should charge $300 a seat and I need 10 people and blah, 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 right? And that's one way. But what I do is because if, if energy is everything and you can't kill energy or destroy energy, why would an event not have an energy, right? Mm-hmm. Why, like when I do a coaching program, I put it in front of me. I, when I think of my relationship, I think of the energy of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I start there. So mm-hmm. if you start there and say, okay, here's the name. You could ask, is this the right name? Who are the right people? How much do I charge? Who do I have? I love who do I have to be embodied, mm-hmm. relaxed, and trust myself. Woo. Mm-hmm. So every decision must be made from that place, right? Mm-hmm. You could then literally ask for marketing copy. Mm-hmm. Who should I call? If I'm going to call, pick, if I'm going to pick a phone and call 10 people, show me who. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of working. And it could be, doesn't have to be in business. Seriously, I tune into the energy of my relationship. If something feels off, I'll mm-hmm. go, what's, what's up? And I'll get a visual and I can see, like, is he bigger than me? Am I shrinking down? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what's the status? How are we doing? So if you understand that, you have access. And again, this might be woo-woo for your science. Yeah. Brain, but you felt it. Like, you, you're like, yeah. I'm fighting with this one. <laughs> yeah, and actually I'm thinking like for those of you who are much more like analytical, much more practical, much more type A, like what I realized I had to do is I had to not let myself visualize yes. because when I go yes. into visualization, yes. that's my brain. And I truly feel like the only times I've ever had any sort of a visual download, if you will, that was actually my intuition and not my brain just being like, mm-hmm. practical uh-huh. here. And I still remember this day um, it was when I was in graduate school. It was a Tuesday night, Wednesday night, something like that. I was taking a nap before a team call for the network marketing company that I was involved in. And I, it's the only time I have ever dreamed 
so vividly, like dreamed in color, dreamed wow. like my ideal day from beginning to end. And yeah. I, you best believe I wrote that down yeah, yeah. after I had the dream. It's the only time I've ever visualized something mm. that felt intuitive. Mm -hmm. The rest of the time, me visualizing, I feel like it's why I struggle with a visualization right. activity. Yeah. If it's too much, my type A. It's your brain, brain. taking charge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so it's not an either, either or. You don't have a binary choice here. So for you, okay, you like, because you started like, and I could tell, like, well, I see the venue, like, eh, that's no, you're using your brain. <laughs> you're trying to construct it, right? Yeah. So this, you tune into the energy, you get the data, then you take your brain and say, okay, well, it says I was not making up numbers. This says was charge 500. Mm -hmm. Okay, who I'd say, who do you got to be to do that? Mm -hmm. Do we do well 400 early bird? You know, like then you yeah. can use your brain to work strategy around it. So it's not a you only do this. You you blend the two, but okay. you start from this. Okay, and it's just it's just a cool way. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you have to agree with me that energy is everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess we would need to have that agreement, <laughs> but but it makes it different because then it, it's like it's like you have a partner, you co-create. So instead of like one way going, I'm pushing a retreat out mm -hmm. or an event out. It's like, no, the, the event is coming to me mm -hmm. and I'm co-creating with the event, the energy of it. It makes it a lot richer. So mm -hmm. that's how I roll. That's what I do in my life. So. Mm -hmm. And what I like about that is I, that did feel, and that's kind of why I told them I had to turn off visualization and go into yes. just feeling yes. because yes. that is, I've been talking a lot lately about how to like, where productivity is a lot of what I do. So like, how do you mm. get shit done in your life? But in a way that feels good in a way that doesn't burn you out. And it's just fun. And part of how you do that as hard as it is for so many of us, <laughs> part of how you do that is by shutting off the, the to-do list part of your brain, shutting off yeah. the like, I haven't done enough part of my brain and just focusing on the like, what are the activities that feel really freaking good mm -hmm. for me to mm -hmm. do? And if you can go into how it feels that I found lately. And that's kind of why I pivoted more in this intuitive achievement direction. It's just, it feels so much better to it's live so that better. way. But let me just, let me circle back here because what's going to happen is when you give your people permission, they're going to hear a little voice that says, wait, this is crazy. You don't just get to do what you love. You know what I mean? And so if there's those thoughts that are contrary to what you've just said, use my tools. Is this true? Yes or no. Is it somebody else's? Give it back. But you know what I mean? Because think yeah. you're basically like we were raised like, with that Puritan work ethic. We were raised like it doesn't like what? Follow the joy, do what's into like what? Like yeah. you're just breaking molds here, sister. And so there's a lot of old conditioning, um, family conditioning, cultural conditioning that is gonna kick you in the head. And if you don't understand that, so what you're saying is so spot on. And if you hear a little voice of resistance, you now know how to manage it. Listen mm -hmm. to this call. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I mean, you can acknowledge it, acknowledge mm -hmm. the voice, acknowledge Absolutely. the fact that it's kind of what you said earlier. Like what's the positive and the negative to this? Yeah. Every yeah. thought you have and every habit you have, there is a positive and a negative side to it. Right. Like right. so, that little voice that's saying this is crazy is trying to protect you. So acknowledge yeah. it, thank it, and then move on. Then like next. I'm getting so much more woo woo, you guys. <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> yes. Oof. Okay, so um, I have one more question before we kind of dive into okay. my like couple wrap up questions, Perfect. and that really is the fact that we are coming up on New Year's, and we've mm -hmm. talked a lot about ways people can overcome blocks, um, ways people can tap more into that intuition and mm -hmm. shut off the brain and tune into to mm -hmm. the body, if you will, and and that intuitive voice. Right. Um, what would be your biggest tips to kind of 
I don't know, maybe package all of that or whatever to really serve people in taking back their life, helping them get out of their own way, moving into this new year and this new day. I would say kind of like you, what do you really, 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 really desire to do? And I have the understanding that if you have a desire for something, it is there because it's supposed to be there. It's supposed to be yours to do. Mm-hmm. But very often we let people talk or even ourselves talk. Oh, that's silly. I shouldn't do that. I should, you know, I should go with what's safe. I should, I should, that's crazy. Who am I? Blah, 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 blah. So number one is absolutely t- like, you know, think the, the age old question. If time and money weren't a problem, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Right. If I like this, and you probably too. I would do this if I didn't get paid for it. I'm very glad I do. But I love it so much. So that shows you if you would do this, even if you didn't get paid for it, that's the thing you probably should be doing. Uh So you tap into your desire. And then you like you said earlier, how how will that feel? How do you want? Because I think sometimes we go like, oh, I want this and this and this. We lay the things, the the um, Uh the building blocks. I want it to look like this, 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 this. But then our brain kicks in and it's just like, I don't know how. So sometimes you don't have to know the how. See, that's your brain messing with. That's the dog barking. Mm-hmm. Because when we hear, well, I don't know how, then we shut it down. Mm-hmm. So you find the desire and then you, you're like, okay, what's the next step? The very next tiniest little step. And if you tune in, you'll be showed the next little step. And then mm-hmm. you take next step, next step, next step. So, mm-hmm. so I just would tune into that. And then I will tell you, because I remember about conflicting intentions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there is like, who would I be if, who would I have to become? And who, who would that affect? Because sometimes we're like, well, if I get too successful, then I might leave so-and-so, or if I make too much money. So you always want to find that resistance in the beginning so you can kind of mitigate it. So you can just go, I mean, I have a lot of women that I'll, they, they literally have been blocked because, well, what if I make more money than my husband's? I'll go, well, go, go ask them. <laughs> okay, dude, do you mind? If, and the husbands are like, oh, knock yourself out. That'd be great. But there's something unconscious that, that holds them back. So you want to find like, okay, what would the worst thing, like, tell me any, any resistance and then you handle it. Then you move into the next steps. And then finally, what's it going to feel like when you get there? And you, you speak as if like, so I'll say, so imagine it's June, 2020 and you speak like, oh my gosh, you know, ever since I heard that call with Teresa Nellon and I did those exercises, oh, you won't believe where I am. And I'm now, this is like, speak it as if it's happened and embellish it and feel all the feelings of it. Mm-hmm. So when you do it that way, it literally programs your brain to expect that. Oh, oh, that, oh, that's okay. That's, that's what we are now. Right. Instead of, oh, maybe someday, or I hope, or I wish, you know, speak it into existence is what I would mm-hmm. say. Ooh, I like that. And I really, really like that one about that. You said about kind of acknowledging what might come up that might get in the mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah, yeah. This is something that I, um, which is funny, I have to teach SMART goals in my day job, but I actually hate SMART goal setting. Um, <laughs> I read a book last year called The Renaissance Soul by Margaret Lobenstein, and she talked oh. about the PRISM test. That sh- This is the test that she okay. runs all of her goals through. And the first step in the PRISM test, and I'll actually put the rest of it in the show notes for you guys, oh, that'd be great. Um, is price. And it's essentially asking, like, what, what might it cost? Mm-hmm. What, you know, so from the financial perspective, from the time perspective, mm-hmm. is it going to impact my relationships? It's essentially what I love about that is it mitigates the obstacles before yeah. they've arisen. That is so good. That's brilliant. That's really so, brilliant. Yeah. I love that you said that because that is yeah. just one of the prison tests and that's the way I Yay. like to. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Nice. 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 
Ooh, okay, so now we are into my couple wrap-up questions. I have I have three, one of them, which is your shameless promotion opportunity. Okay, um, perfect. The first one, though, is obviously this is a personal growth-oriented podcast. Mm -hmm. We're the growth mm -hmm. tribe, and what I love about it is we get to hear growth in all of its different yeah. capacities. Yeah. So I'm curious for you, what does growth mean to you? Growth for me means being free to be who I am. And I'm like a, I'm a mad scientist in my own being about finding any limitations, any old energy, any place where I hold back in my, in my body. I'm like, Oh hell no. I'm not, I'm not keeping this extra weight. I'm not keeping this high cholesterol. I mean like I'm, I'm fearless and ruthless about, Nope. I, I can be a choice. I don't have to be stuck with genes or genetics or age or old beliefs or limiting stuff like bullshit. I can take charge. So that's what I think it means. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Very Thank different you. too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then my next question for you is cause I love, I'm a book nerd. I read uh -huh. all the time. I love kind of book resources or any, frankly, yeah. any resources that you might be able to provide to myself and to the people listening. Um, so what are some some of your favorite resources that people might turn? Um, I recently finished reading a book called The Creation Frequency. It's kind of like Law of Attraction Explained with Gratitude in it. So I, that was a cool one. Um, there's so many. I love Joe Dispenza's work. I love quantum physics. I love, love, love all that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So those would be some resources. Awesome. Awesome. Good. I've actually read, um, oh, gosh, not Becoming Supernatural, but I think his other. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. That one. That yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. I've read that one. Yeah, really yeah. good, really good. But I really yeah. like the first one you said. That's very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Creation. <laughs> Creation frequency. Yeah, that's a new one. Just read. Frequency. And yeah. again, guys, all of these will be in the show notes. My problem is that I I'm, I read 10 books at once, and then I finish some of them. And I'm like, where was I? See, and <laughs> I'm the opposite. I read one book at a time, and I've read, as of this recording, I've read 45 uh, personal development books this year. Damn, I'm impressed. My goal really is a book a week. I try to read it good. here. That's really good. Nice. Alrighty, and so then last question is, if people are loving your vibe, your energy, you know, your, your feistiness, your sass, yeah. um, where can they find you? So my website is TereseSkelly.com, and what's really fun is I have a Facebook group called Fierce AF, because I, and I know you and I, that's why I'm like, God, I love this one, <laughs> um, because that's what I want. And while it's business, you know, in part, it's not just for business women. It's, you know, the principles are the same. How you show up fiercely in your life. Because you can't take your life out of your business. So while I work with business women, I really do work on their lives. Mm -hmm. And so it's Fierce AF um, with Tree Skelly. So just go, go to Facebook and find me there. And I will also Perfect, perfect. Awesome. Tree, thank you so much. I feel like we we have lots of overlap, but yes. we also yes. have our own thing. Yes. I love that we can mesh those together today. Um, really good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on here. Thank you. It's been great fun. Before you go, one last thing. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Growth Tribe. And thank you so much for your support. If you've been enjoying what you're hearing and you want to help me and all of our wonderful guests get their message out, there are a few things you could do. You could send an episode that you really loved to a friend that you really think would appreciate it. You could subscribe and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Or you could take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram or Facebook stories. I love stories and I would love nothing more than the opportunity to shout you out and send you a massive thank you. Once again, thank you so much for listening and thank you for being a part of the Growth Tribe.